Welcome to the 225th episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, the weekly quiz cast where two professional quiz masters talk about how to write and host great pub trivia, as well as quizzing each other and our guests on our favorite questions of the week. My name is Quizmaster Lee, and as usual, I'm joined by a fellow master of the quiz, Mark Davis. <laughs> I need to wet my lips. My say, lips are dry. They're gotta, betraying me right now. Gotta, gotta trip over there, too. And no guests this week. Nope. So we're not M- quizzing Manu any guests. Imanu. We're just quizzing Miyamanu <laughs> Imanu. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How are you, friend? I'm doing well. Good. Busy, but well. I Hey, I hear that. Yeah. I hear that. The last couple of weeks, we've literally been like recording this at like the last second, you know, making hours it, before it's supposed to go live. Making it hard on you. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. You know, there's, we, we've got our busier periods and then we're in one right now, but uh, we're happy to do it and happy to be here sharing some trivia. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, had an exciting week at uh, trivia this week. How about I uh, let you know in our weekly wrap up? Oh, sounds good. This week at Pointy Bell Brewing Company, we were uh, having quiz number 462, which began with the dog pound, earning and maintaining a lead through the first and second rounds. But Yo No Solo would ultimately take the top spot, ending the quiz with 112 points. Uh, Yolo Solo, that's usually Christian, but Yo No Solo this time was Christian with Alita. And you know she packs a powerful punch. When she comes to trivia, mm-hmm. Alita, and it was, uh, yeah, they, they went right to the top, 112 points. Greg shaved in second with 106 points, and Team Yikes in third with 99 points. Quiz number 463 at Ollie's Pub started with As You Wish, gaining a slight lead before just the tips established themselves as the top team of the night, ending the quiz with 122 points. As You Wish in second with 79 points, and The Three Musketeers in third with 58 points. Uh, Just the tips just, like, absolutely establishing themselves at the top there. 122 points to As You Wish's 79. Big gap there. Indeed. So, definitely the winners. How did your teams do at Trivia This Week at Nice Guys Pizza Mart? They did well. The team last place was in first place. Oh, my. Okay. Oh, my. Uh, After the first round with 15 points, second round with uh, 37 points, and winning the entire quiz with a last round score of 56 points, only one point over uh, Top Knots with 55 points. Uh, However, on Zoom... Uh, we had Team Captain Matt with 72 points, uh, the Feeble Corn with 35 points, and Flea Baggers, which was Max and Elise playing from the Carolinas hey. with 88 points. So nice. winning the quiz from afar. Um, so not winning anything except for my love and admiration. The glory. The glory. Yeah. Wonderful. If you missed it and you'd like to join us for trivia this week, you have a few opportunities to do so. Wednesdays, we're live at Pointy Bell Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida for a no-nonsense trivia challenge based on your category requests. Please join us for your opportunity to win some free beer and bonus prizes and to suggest categories for next week's quiz and to enjoy tasty tasty food by our weekly food vendor our weekly quiz at pointy bell brewing company starts at 7 30 p.m every wednesday thursdays we're in cape coral at ollie's pub also at 7 30 p.m we hope you can join us then for opportunities to win ollie's gift cards which can be spent on records, beer, t-shirts, comic books, and more. You can also suggest categories for each week's quiz at Ollie's every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. 
And don't forget, this Saturday, November 19th at 6 p.m., we return with another uh, quiz on the popular sitcom The Office at Pointy Bell Brewing Company, quizzing you on all things Dunder Mifflin and beyond. We're getting zoppity with The Office trivia Saturday, November 19th at Pointy Bell. That's at 6 p.m. And, of course, every week in Cape Coral, you can play Mark's trivia on Wednesdays at Nice Guys Pizza or on Zoom. That starts at 8 p.m. And please don't forget to follow No Nonsense Trivia on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. And join us on our Discord server to stay updated on all of our podcasts, streams, and events. Join us. Won't you? Wow. Wow is right. A heavenly ending there. You yeah. went you went straight falsetto. Yeah, well I decided to go uh, you know, usually we do the won't you like mm-hmm. up down. I decided to kick it up. Yeah. And go up a little bit. Uh and you know, see what happened and I feel like uh got some good returns. Yeah. Feel good. Let's about know what it. you think, folks. All right. Let's take a little break. Yeah. And then we'll come back with our first round of trivia. Ooh. We're back. Mark, a footwear question to kick things off. Mm. What German brand of footwear is known for their corked footbeds and became associated with hippies in the 1970s? Mm. Uh, Corked footbed. That's right. I never knew that. Um, I can only guess that this is um, because of the hippie question. Uh, Did not know they were German. Uh, first, I thought you were going to ask a question about clogs or something, uh, but I'm going to say Birkenstocks. That's correct. Whew. Birkenstocks. Beautiful. Yes, not the wooden clogs. No. But the corked footbeds of Birkenstocks. Okay. Corked footbeds. I guess that makes it light. Yeah, absolutely. And huh. uh, breathable, I imagine. Mm, okay. All right. Could, uh, I see you, you know, Birkenstocks. You've uh, got your bottle of wine. You've only drank half of it. Just break off a piece of that shoe, that footbed. <laughs> break me off a piece of that Birkenstock. <laughs> Give me some wine. Guten Tag. <laughs> or a Guten Morgen, as the case may be. Ah, yes. And plug your bottle of wine with your Birkenstock cork bed. Indeed. Here's a question for you. The international standard ream is composed of how many sheets of paper? 500. That's correct. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you to my uh, years of uh, graphic design pre-production oh. <laughs> expertise in that. That's fair. That's yeah. completely fair. And of course, uh, printing uh, answer sheets and bonus sheets at home. That's true. Know? That'll do it. I'm uh, I'm definitely ordering by the ream. Yeah. Uh, at least once a month or so. Getting a ream job. From reams to themes. TV Ooh. themes. My next category okay. for you. What 1991 hit song by R.E.M. was originally... Wanted by producers as the original theme song to Friends. What 1991 hit song by R.E.M. was originally wanted by producers as the original theme song to the hit sitcom Friends? Huh. 
1991 was probably automatic for the people. Um, uh, it's not losing my religion. I can't imagine. Shiny, happy people. I guess that would be an okay theme song. Shiny, happy people holding hands. I'm hoping it's not everybody hurts. <laughs> Pretty depressing fucking theme song. Am hold I in the- <laughs> on, hold on. <laughs> Don't throw. They're just name. laying down in the fountain. You remember that music video? Um, it's been a long time oh, since I've seen the music video for it's a really it's. beautiful music. It's just like all these people in this traffic and it's kind of going through each car mm-hmm. and kind of saying like what the person's thinking, uh, in subtitle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that now. And at the end that everybody just gets out of their car and just starts walking mm-hmm. and they've got like, you know, the helicopter like cameras, like they all just got out and started walking. All right. You don't know why. Shows Joey Tribbiani. His <laughs> subtitle says, I was Al Pacino's butt double. <laughs> it's got, uh, what's his name? Matt. The guy from Friends. Chandler. Matt. Matt Perry. No, Matt. Or, oh, who? who uh, Joey. Who is Joey? Matt LeBlanc. Ah. Mm-hmm. It says, whoa. <laughs> hmm? Underneath him. Did whoa. he say Whoa. That was Joey from Blossom. Joey from Blossom. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought that I, for some reason, I guess they both have that same energy. Uh, yeah. He's got whoa kinda energy. Like, kinda like there might have been a whoa or brown two. Brown hair, but, wavy mm-hmm. brown hair, ding dong energy, you know? Yeah. Kind of like lovably dumb. Um, 1991. I'm going to go with, uh, well, hmm. you know, it's funny because when you first asked this question, I thought you were going to ask a question of what. REM song was the theme for um, Get a Life. Do you remember Get a Life? No. Starring Chris uh, Elliott. Okay. And they use the theme, stand, for the theme, they use stance. You stand might know Chris Elliott from Schitt's Creek. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now mm-hmm. face north. Think about direction. Wonder why you haven't before. It's a great song. Um, REM is a very good band and it may sound ridiculous to call them underrated, but I still think they're underrated. Mm, okay. Feel the same way about Jethro Tull. I don't think they get the the love they really deserve. And Super Tramp. Big bands, but I think they deserve more love. Um, Lee, 1991. I, I wonder... I wonder if I'm thinking of the right album... Because they had automatic for the people. Um, automatic for the people. And then they had out of time. Aha. Out of time, automatic for the people. Um, I'm going to say shiny, happy people. That's correct. Okay. Yep. I guess it's the one that makes the most sense. I started kind of like melding all that together and i couldn't remember really which was on which yeah they uh the producers approached them said we'd love to use this as our opening theme song rm said no thank you and uh i guess they i think the story is they went with the rembrandts and wrote the song 
and then offered it to REM to perform, who then turned it down. And also, They Might Be Giants were offered the opportunity to perform it, and they turned it down for very, I don't know what reason. And then the Rembrandts ended up performing it. I think that's the order of events. That's interesting. I don't see They Might Be Giants as the kind of band that performs other people's stuff. Yeah, I might I might be confused on who did what in what order, but I know that they were involved or approached for doing a theme song. Went on, of course, to win a Grammy for the theme, or not a Grammy. Was it a Grammy? Maybe an or, Emmy. Or uh, an Emmy for mm-hmm. doing the theme song for Malcolm in the Middle. Right. Boss of Me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great song. Yeah. Did you know that Vince Vaughn auditioned for the role of Joey on Friends? I did not. What a world that would be. God, that's weird. <laughs> that's a world I don't want to live in. Here's your second question. What type of elementary particle comes in six types known as flavors? Up, down, charm, strange, top, and bottom. What kind of elementary particle comes in six types known as flavors? Up, down, charm, strange, top, and bottom. Hmm. Um, strange uh, kind of classification to call them flavors. And you, you called it an elementary particle? Is that what you refer to it as? Uh, yes. Yeah, so this is like a physics question, I guess. Uh, or maybe chemistry. No, physics. This would be physics. Um, I want to say it's a... It's a... Um, subatomic particle. And maybe that's why it's got this like weird flavors thing. Charm, up, down... Pop Cicero Lipschitz. He had it coming. <coughs> he had it coming. Um, I think it's. I think it might be a quark. A quark is a subatomic particle, and uh, yeah, maybe there are multiple types of quarks. Um, it could be a neutron. It could be an electron. But I just don't recognize this flavor thing from anything like that i don't know a lot about quarks other than they're a thing that exists and they're a subatomic particle so i'm gonna go with quark quark is correct thank you great All job right. now i know mighty fine self a charm quark that one stuck out i feel like maybe i've heard those words associated with each other at some point hmm. maybe that's what brought me there maybe a food question Created by Jamaican chef Lorraine Washington in 1985, Caribbean and Italian flavors intermingle in what dish that mixes jerk chicken with a creamy Alfredo-style sauce that is served with noodles? Hmm. Now, I know you don't enjoy cheese. It's true. What do you think about the sound of this dish? I do not like it. It's kind of a controversial dish, I would say. Yeah? In what way? Well, uh, you've got, you know, it's, it's a fusion recipe and you've got Caribbean and Italian flavors. You don't usually see that coming together. Yeah. Well, I mean, good for her. Mm-hmm. Good for them. I mean, I would love this with red sauce. Mm. Now that I could get behind. Yeah. Basically a jerk red sauce because of the flavors getting together. I would be down for that. I am a hundred percent down for that. Uh, suffering from one of those, I don't know if I've ever heard this before. 
You know what I mean? Um, what if I told you it had as a hint? Maybe this could be my capital B if I were to add it in. It has a rhyming name. Okay, that's interesting. Kicking chicken. Um. Hmm. Jerk chicken and Alfredo sauce with noodles. So, That's right. Like chicken Alfredo, but with jerk chicken. Right. You got it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't fuck with this. Um, 1985. Yeah, this is an 80s dish. An 80s dish. Mm-hmm. Patrick Bateman was eating this at Dorgia. <laughs> you can't even get a fucking reservation, asshole. <laughs> Showing each other their business cards. <laughs> um, damn, man. Um, I'm a, I I don't really I uh I'm going to say kicking chicken. I don't know. A valiant effort, but wrong. Okay. I'm sorry. Rasta pasta is the I've name of this dish. I've never heard of that before. Rasta pasta or chicken with creamy Alfredo sauce. I guess that makes sense. Unfortunately, it unfortunately <laughs> makes sense. But uh, yeah. All right. Well, what can I do now? Here's a last question mm-hmm. of the first round for you. What entertainer gets their first name from a shortening of their middle name, Stamatina? What entertainer gets their first name, hmm. stage name, mm-hmm. what entertainer gets their first name for their stage name from a shortening of their middle name, Stamatina? Shortening of their middle name, Stamatina. Tina, I'm thinking Tina Turner. Uh, could be Tina Fey. Tina... Tina, eat your food, Tina. <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite's llama. <laughs> Stamatina. And then there's the Stam. Can I think of any Stams? Stam, why are you so mad? <laughs> Stam. Stam in the place where you live. Now face north. <laughs> I can't think of a performer's name, Stam. Stammy. Stammy Hagar. Um, so, yeah, maybe it's Tina Stamatina. And you said entertainer? Yes. Entertainer. Hmm. That is a very broad category. Because you got all the entertainment fields <laughs> inside of it. So are you more likely to call... Are you using it just to have a broad field of options? Or is it because the person does more than one thing? And maybe they're like a singer and an actor or something like that. Multidisciplined. That's a great question. Hmm. It's not Lady Gaga, Stamatina. 
Am I forgetting any other big Tinas? Ron DeSantis has been listed as the winner. D- don't bring this up right now. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that before we started. We're so fucked. It's whatever. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I didn't wake up this morning going, boy, I'm so excited that Charlie Crist is going to win today. <laughs> and DeSantis's whole thing is going to come crashing down. Like, come on. You know? <clears throat> anyway. I'm going to go with uh, Tina Turner. I'm sorry that's incorrect. No. The person's name is actually Elizabeth Stamatina Fay. Oh, the other Tina that I mentioned. It is. Ah. And that is one of the reasons huh. I made it broad. I didn't want to say actress because right. I wanted to make it more broad so you'd think of a number of Tinas. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, Tina mission Fay. accomplished. Hey. Got it. Tina Turner was one of my most guest names. Mm. I was on the cusp. You were? You were right there on the cusp. All right. Well, let's take a break. Mm. And then we'll come back with a single missed correction. We were only a little wrong. A sus correction, even. Indeed. And then we'll get right into our second round of trivia. And it's time for a missed correction. Missed correction. Quizmaster Blake wrote in sus correction slash fun fact. And uh, I did know this, but I had forgotten. So this is a good reminder here. Uh, South Africa has three capital cities. This was uh, during our sus with... uh, with Seth and Kyle Ann from a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Three capital cities in South Africa, one for each branch of government. Pretoria, the executive branch. Cape Town, the legislative branch. And Bloemfontein, the judicial branch city. Damn. So, uh, yeah, that's a, uh, that, that in and of itself is a great piece of trivia. I think they're the only country in the world to have three capital cities. Sounds right. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that, Blake. Thank you. And uh, thanks again for... The uh, the rate my question last week about uh, Benny Harrison, and if uh, anybody listening would like to uh, write in with a missed correction, a rate my question, or even just a little no note, no note, you can write to us at no nonsense trivia gmail dot com. Call us at one nine two nine three five six six nine six six, or find us on social media. If you have if you have yet to do so, please take a moment to review our show on Apple, Spotify, Podchaser, and Good Pods, or wherever else you might find our show available for rating and review. Lee, a catafalque is a platform or stand, usually decorated, that is used to support what? A catafalque, C-A-T-A-F-A-L-Q-U-E. A catafalque is a platform or stand usually decorated 
that is used to support what? Usually decorated to support what? Hmm. It is a stand that is used to perform what? Perform? No, that's used to support. Support. I'm sorry, support what? Mm -hmm. Also, it's usually decorated. Mm. So the stand, it's a decorated Mm -hmm. stand that's used to support what? I'm thinking it might be like a cake, some kind of, uh, you know, confectionery item. You want to have a good presentation. So you're going to decorate it. Let me tell you how much fucking British baking show I've been watching. Mm, yeah. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. We've been watching uh, the new season over here too. Oh, what do you, what do you think about Shabira? She's great. She's outstanding. Yeah. She's got to win it. A all. highlight of the She's season. She's great. Yeah. And uh, Sandro, also cool. Sandro's been, I think he's been slacking a little bit. Yeah. Abdul surprised me. I thought he was going to get kicked off a while ago. Yeah, it's good. I enjoy that show quite Sad a bit. Sad to see Maxi go. I did originally have a Bake Off uh, question here for the pod for you, actually, but I swapped it out at the last second. You son of a bitch. Yeah, well, no. I mean, no, no. I'm sure you know it. We'll, we'll get to it. Maybe I'll know. throw it back in. I don't retain much information about it. Maybe I'll we'll, throw it back in. I we'll thought see. it might be a little narrow, but now that you brought it up, perhaps it could be appropriate. <laughs> a catafalque. I wonder if this is where you got that question now. <laughs> a platform or stand usually decorated mm-hmm. that is used to support what? Hmm. Yeah. So my first thought was a cake. Um, I also had another thought that maybe it was like a, uh, could be like a group of people. I don't know. Like you've got, um, you know, maybe like a, in, in a set, you know, some kind of like theater application. Cause it kind of reminds me of the word catwalk, you know, like you've got the, uh, the modeling term for the catwalk, like the runway, but there's also the catwalk that, uh, you know, goes above the, um, the arena or the building, which you can like hang lights from and stuff or access lighting fixtures. So it kind of sounds like that. So that got me thinking maybe it's something, but I, I'm, I'm leaning more towards like the, uh, I don't know why I just feel like I haven't seen a lot of cakes that have been presented like this, but I have to imagine that at some point that was like a thing that you did, you know, you had like a cool cake. Why not? Like, I'm just going to serve it on a plain, uh, uh, trencher or something like that. You know, you're going to, you would want a catafalque or something. Mm-hmm, so I'm mm-hmm. going to go with a cake. Sorry, that's incorrect. That was a very musical. Yeah, Did you yeah, hear the vibrato yeah, yeah, on that? Yeah. <laughs> the correct answer is a coffin. Oh. Yeah, about as uncake as you can get. Oh, maybe. my. Yeah. A coffin. I've seen a coffin made out of a cake before. <laughs> you know, you turn mm-hmm. on Food Network late at night. They got that Halloween show that's running on repeat all the month of October. Mm-hmm. They're making all sorts of creepy things out of cakes. <laughs> So I'm sure you could find a catafalque in one of those shows, but yes, yeah, inspired by a a what? Cakeafalque. Oh yeah, that's what you would call it, I guess. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Interesting. Indeed. I suppose you like a question, please. Coyotes are known to pair up with what other species of creature to hunt prairie dogs and squirrels? 
One more time. Coyotes are known to pair up with what other species of creature to hunt prairie dogs and squirrels? Who would benefit from this? It's a good question. Who benefits? When you don't know, you ask the important questions. Who Mm -hmm. benefits? Follow the blood trail. Mm Mm-hmm. Look to see who has something to gain and, you know, Occam's razor. Mm-hmm. Um, Man's pulling out all sorts of tools in his tool chest. Deal with this question. So Coyote works in Congress with some other animal to, I'm guessing the Coyote is the one doing the killing. So something else is getting them out of there. What if it was rabbits? Because you got to think it's going to be something that can get in holes, right? Snakes? Snakes would be good. Coyotes. I'm going to say snakes. No, you are kind of going down the right uh, path here, though, about the uh, the holes. It's a badger. Okay. There's actually uh, several, uh, you know, documented pieces of evidence. There's videos and, and studies that have been done. Uh, coyotes and badgers are common friends when the, when it comes to hunting. Uh, they can hunt equally on their own, but they team up because the coyote can chase down prey while the badger can root prey out of uh, holes if it's like a burrowing type of uh, prey, like the prairie dog or uh, a ground squirrel. And they uh, they share with each other, so... Kind of cool. Like if you, uh, I'll post a video in the show notes if you want to see uh, some of these. Uh, there's like a few videos of these animals working in, in tandem with each other. Pretty interesting. Very interesting. Hmm. Here's uh, here's my next question for you. Despite not being the first company to make a minivan, which company introduced the first successful mass-produced minivan in 1983? Hmm. 83, early 80s. Before the birth of Rasta Pasta. A couple years before. Mm-hmm. Rasta Pasta wasn't even a twinkle in that. Chef Lorraine's eye. Yeah. <laughs> Lorraine Washington. Um, let's see here. There's Ford. They had the uh, the Aerostar, um, GM, General Motors, big auto manufacturer, in the early eighties. Ford is a uh, you know big in the van space today. I just know GM. You know they were they were much bigger in the eighties and uh, had a a lot of influence and and uh breakthroughs in the industry working out of detroit i want to say it's an american company um can you hear the question one more time ab 
Absolutely. Despite not being the first company to make a minivan, which company introduced the first successful mass-produced minivan in 1983? I don't think it was Volkswagen or Volvo. I don't think it was a Japanese company. I don't think it was British. Ford is such a basic answer. But they were so big in the uh, the minivan space. I don't think it's Kia. Yeah, I'll go with Ford. Sorry, that's incorrect. Chrysler is the correct oh, answer. Oh, okay. Hmm. Chrysler. Were they under GM's purview? Uh, Chrysler, did they get acquired by GM at one point? Um, Chrysler is now owned um, as a, a division of Stellantis. Um, was Chrysler owned by GM at some point? Um, I am not entirely sure, to be honest with you. Um, yes. After finding the company, Walter Chrysler used General Motors brand diversification and hierarchy strategy. I'm sorry. Actually, maybe not. He used their um, their strategy, uh, so I do not believe so. Oh, okay. Well, interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Japanese arts, my next Ooh. category for you. The fine art of kakatsugi in Japan involves the invisible repair of damage in what? The fine art of kakatsugi in Japan involves the invisible repair of damage in what? What a curiously asked question. Worded Maybe question. I should say undetectable repair. Maybe that's a better word. Okay. In what? I feel like this is kind of a very open question. Because... When you say undetectable, I don't know if that means that there is actually something that could be detected, but it's not. Or if it's something like, oh, your energy, you know, or it's like <laughs> undetectable because you can't see it. No, it's that it's it's the 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 repair work is done so well that it, it appears that there's, you know, okay, never. Gotcha. OK, gotcha, gotcha, place. gotcha. And you're asking what it is that's being repaired. Mm hmm. Uh, 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 clothing. Yes, that's correct. Holy shit! Yes, kakatsugi. Uh, it is the invisible repair of uh, damaging clothing. So it's usually taking a, a piece of clothing for, or a, a, like a scrap from a part of the article of clothing that wouldn't be detected or noticed, like an inside part, and then uh, creating a patch and sewing in the patch to such a fine detail, or applying the patch in such a fine detail that it's undetectable and it's pretty incredible to see. Um, there is a, another French method of invisible repair that involves like rebuilding the entire thread structure, like thread for thread, which is also Jesus. pretty insane. That is not Kakatsugi though. It's like I said, Kakatsugi is a patch, uh, version of it. Um, but the, uh, the French technique is very impressive as well. That is insane. Um, it's here. also very expensive, by the way. Like it's like uh, 
I think I was looking at the estimates were like $300 for like a, uh, you know, a hole that's, you know, probably is like one to two inches. <laughs> so <laughs> it must be a very sentimental piece of clothing for you. I think to, to have the Kakatsuki performed. Yeah. Um, that sounds absolutely insane. Um, here is your next question from me. Loyola University was founded in which U.S. city? This is where their main hub is. Loyola University was founded in which U.S. city? I know this. Do you? I do know this because you asked this question at uh, the trivia that Kyle and I won, and we we said that it was Nolens, but no, 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 we were wrong. The correct answer is Chicago. That's correct. <laughs> yes, I don't know what's going on with the soundboard. Today. I don't know it's, either. It's, it's, it's like a spooky vibes out. on it. It's like there's like a vibrato or tremolo or something. Indeed. Just uh, you know, just got a different vibe for the soundboard today. No bigs. All right, let me give you another question. Sure. Passat. The Volkswagen car model is German for a type of what? Hmm. This is a very open-ended question here. You got, you know, what? <laughs> it's like the same structure as the Kakatsugi question. <laughs> One good turn deserves another, I suppose. What is a Passat? It's a type of what? animal I know they they have uh, several cars that are different types of creatures there's the bug there's the van no just kidding there's the uh, they had the rabbit at one point that became the golf maybe it's a fish pescado it's Spanish but the PES, I mean, that is a that's the fish prefix. I'm going with it. I'm gonna say fish. Sorry, that's incorrect. Oh. The correct answer is wind. Ah. Huh. It is a trade wind called a passat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Flowing through. Is that like a uh Atlantic wind? Uh, <laughs> it better be. For sure. Germany, right? I guess they, they probably have trade routes all over the place. Trade wind. Uh, let's see here. Prevailing winds that flow in the Earth's equatorial region. East to mm. west. Okay. An equator wind. Indeed. Well, here's a history question for you. I know uh, you don't. You're not. You don't feel like you're too well versed in history, but I tried to make an interesting question here that you know you have a chance of getting. I can always learn. In what classical language did the Irish pirate queen Grace O'Malley and her English rival Queen Elizabeth I choose to converse upon their meeting in 1593? They uh, 
quote, didn't know each other's language. They probably knew a little, but refused to speak it. But they agreed to talk in what other classical language in their first meeting, the Irish pirate queen Grace O'Malley and her English rival, Queen Elizabeth I. I'm going to say Latin. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. They spoke Latin to each other, which... I mean, that's some Game of Thrones shit right there. It's a you dead know? language, I'd always say. <laughs> yeah, they'd rush more it. Yeah, that's <laughs> perfect. There was all sorts of, like, uh, it, I mean, reading about this, like, meeting, it really reminded me of House of the Dragon. Like, uh, Grace O'Malley refused to bow, apparently, because she considered herself a queen and uh, mm, the blew her queen. nose and, like, threw the handkerchief in the fire. Damn. Like, just, just disrespect and throwing her snot rag around. And, Yeah. I love when people did like insanely fucked up shit in like back of then terms where mm-hmm. it's like she stuck up her left index finger <laughs> and, and people were nose. like, oh my God, she put her thumb on her nose. <laughs> yeah. Can she, you believe it? She fucking bit her thumb, licked her thumb. <laughs> Exactly. I bite my thumb at you. It's just like all this weird shit where it's I like, fart in your general direction. And do you know what she did? She took it out of a handkerchief and blew her nose in it and threw it in the fire. And it's like, <laughs> okay. It's like, you know what she just did? Do you even understand? It's like, no, I don't. This doesn't sound that bad. I mean, uh, well, good on her, man. Yeah, there was, uh, I guess, like her... Uh, her husband was held captive by the British crown. And so she like, she had to go over there in person and like try and negotiate their freedom and was like, I'm a bad bitch though, too. (laughs) (laughs) Grace O'Malley. Interesting story. Oh, Malley. That's it. That's round two. That's round two. This is a fucking quickie. Yeah, but hey, it's not too quick. No. We can, we're going to pump the brakes a little bit, and we're going to rate a question. Yes, and then the last questions. We're back, and we are going to now jump into a little rate my question. Rate my question. We got a question here from uh, Nabil. Ooh, yeah, Nabs says, "Hey, Lee and Mark, hello. Well, I hope you're all well." At the time of writing this email, looks like Hurricane Ian may be heading in your general direction. Oh. Hope you all stay safe from that. We've been holding on to this question for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, we're still recovering, though, you know, even Indeed. though we're here outside of a month afterwards. Uh, Nabil continues, uh, I have a rate my question. Oh, and thanks for the well wishes, Nabil. We're yes, happy to be you. safe. Uh, here's his question. It's a music question. Metallica has had 17 songs that have made it onto the Billboard Hot 100. But strangely, only one song has broken into the top 10. This song peaked at the 10th spot on the 8th of June, 1996. Can you name that song? 1996. We're both Metallica fans. Yeah. Is that the load year? Yeah. That's load? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
My guess is King Nothing. Mm. That was the single off of Load. It was. We also it had, was their lead single. That was the one that they kind of kicked in the door with. They also had um, Until It Sleeps, Ooh. which was getting a lot of airplay on MTV at the time. I remember Total Request Live, I think, um, with uh, Miriam Faithful featured on that track. You might remember her. She did the la da 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 da. That's not on Until It Sleeps, though, is it? Isn't it? I don't think so. I think it is. And I, th- I think that's, uh, yeah, I think it's Miriam Faithful. I don't think she gets a feature in the song title or anything like that, but they brought her in the famous uh, ex-lover of Mick Jagger, who gave uh, him the copy of The Master and the Margarita, which prompted him to write the lyrics for Sympathy for the Devil. We talked about that in a previous episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast. From Days Gone By. Mm-hmm. Uh, Until It Sleeps, King Nothing. Uh, what else was on that? Wasn't there an Unforgiven? The Unforgiven, Unforgiven 2? That was a single. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's the, the thing. The Unforgiven as well. Until It Sleeps. Man, are you sure that's the one with her on it? Because like, I picture like Until It Sleeps being kind of like a mid-tempo rocker. It 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 does and, have a mid tempo, but then it kicks in in the the bridge. Is is that the song with Marianne Faithful is like a half timer? You got to remember until it sleeps. It's the one that's like it grips you so hold me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then it like it kind of slows down when it goes until it sleeps. But like, this is not na 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 na. That song is like boom. Na, so what song na, is that? Na, 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 na. That's like a half timer. Yeah, but maybe it maybe it goes into that at the end. Maybe I'm not going to say you're definitely wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say I think you're wrong. What what's that song then? I don't know. Um. So tear me open, make you gone. No longer can you hurt anyone. And the drink still stain me. So watch me until you sleep. It's kind of got that like Angelo Badalamenti uh, uh, Twin Peaks sound <laughs> yeah. with like the clean guitar mm-hmm. with the whammy bar. What's the Miriam Faithful song? Um, Jesus Christ. It's, it's that song. It's got a different part. I think it's got a different part. Okay. Well, I think one way or another. You think it's King Nothing. I think it's, well, no, I think it's between King Nothing and Until It Sleeps. And it very well could be Until It Sleeps. Can I, can I pose a, a, th- a third option in here? Sure. This might be, this is like, oh, this is a weird Hail Mary type thing. But um, there was the word strangely. And we do know that Metallica recently had an appearance in the hit show Stranger Things. And uh, no. the character Eddie Munson 
played Master of Puppets. Mm-mm. No. Did Master of Puppets have anything going on in 1996 that would make it return no. to the charts? No. But you did jar a thought in my mind. Mm-hmm. And that is their cover of Whiskey in the Jarro. From Garage Inc. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did that come out in 96? It might have come out around then. That was a, uh, was that a box set? Garage no, Inc.? No, it was, it was a, a standalone CD of just okay. covers. Okay. But I, I think, you know, for those of you who may be a little bit younger, the Black Album came out in 93. Or, uh, no. Mm, 91. 90, yeah, some early 90s. Yeah. And then, like, Metallica wasn't heard from. They just kind of, like, disappeared. Like, they did the Black Album tour, um, and then they just kind of, like, disappeared. And, you know, that's when, famously, the bassist of Alice in Chains, when they did their Unplugged, wrote on his bass, Friends Don't Let Friends Get Haircuts, because they Metallica had all cut their hair short, or at least James Hetfield did. Uh, Jason Newstead did, I believe. Um, and then they came out with this got a hair you know, new album. Uh, you know, they 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 were like play, posting pictures or posting pictures because there wasn't the internet, but they had like pictures in magazines and stuff of their new logo. Um, you know, you couldn't really see them, and then they like kind of burst out, you know, with King Nothing, and um, it was very not not very good, not very heavy. People were expecting a lot more. Um, there was also Hero of the Day. Wasn't that a single off of that? Uh, that sounds familiar. That was a, a more ballad style song off that album. Yeah, I still don't think that was the Marianne Faithful one. But No, that wasn't the Marianne Faithful one. I think the Marianne Faithful one was Until It Sleeps. Until it sleeps. I really do. We'll look it up after we, yeah, after we absolutely. suss. I might be wrong. Um so yeah, we've got four songs off of that, uh, off of Load, and then Whiskey in the Jarro, which was originally by. Uh, well, it was done by Slade? Thin Lizzy, uh, but I believe it's an actual like Irish song. Thin Lizzy, okay, and you know the singer. Yeah, of... it's an old Irish song. Yeah, um, but there there was a the version that Metallica covered was a produced version by Thin Lizzy. Yeah. Okay. Um, Famously, their bassist. It wasn't Slade? And slash singer. I don't know what that we'll is. We'll have to look that up, too. Um, I'm cool with going with Whiskey in the Jarro. I mean, I remember that being a pretty big hit. It seems... I don't I don't remember the video for that, though. Did They They must have made a video for that. that I mean, there's also their version of Turn the Page. Mm-hmm. Was that later on? Mm, I think that might have been Garage Inc. as well. It wasn't that S&M thing. The sweat rolls off your body. <laughs> it wasn't S&M, Symphony and Metallica. God. There was so much unnecessary string stuff on that <laughs> album. I was so pumped about it because well, I love... Well, the whole point of that was... Yeah, I mean, no. I Well, uh, you know, Michael Kamen... They doing did the uh, doing the arrangements on oh, that. They did a sequel concert to that too. There was S and M two that came out uh, this decade, I think. S- S- S&M two Electric Boogaloo. I mean, 
I really like when a symphony um, or an orchestra, um, you know, <laughs> supports a band. <laughs> We've got an orchestra in here. Yeah, seriously. A couple of French horns. <laughs> I really like it when it supports the band, not when it just like takes it over. And it's like, well, here's a part where the guitars are just playing. We're just going to do the horns. And it's like, okay, thank you. Like, just fucking play the chords with the, the instruments. You know, you don't have to. No, come on, man. Uh, well, I can't. That's I can't. how I feel about it. No, they're in, they're doing their thing, you know? I think we should go with the Metallica original. Okay. I think we should go with, uh, I think we should go with maybe Until It Sleeps. You feel pretty strongly about it. You were younger, so you had your, you had your finger on the pulse of music mm-hmm. a little bit more than I did, quite possibly. I, I remember that song and that music video being on MTV quite a bit more than the other videos that came up. So that's what I would say is until it sleeps. All right. We're going to say until it sleeps. You look that up and I'm going to look up the Mary and faithful. Song. Okay. And we also need to know who did uh whiskey in the jar. originally the memory remains is the song with Mary and mm. faithful. I'll well, take- <laughs> the answer is until it sleeps. <laughs> so I was wrong about the Miriam faithful thing, but we did get the right song. Okay. Yeah. When you said that, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, that feels yeah more right. And, but you were right about that. Not being the right song. And I, I don't know the memory remains that. Yeah. That song uh, topped out at 28 remains. on the billboard. Hot 100. Yeah. See, um, that was a halftime rocker hero of the day at 60. The unforgiven two at 59. And then, uh, who did Whiskey in the Jar originally? I'm looking right now. Nabil. Uh, the Dubliners. Yeah, that's um, like the OG original, like Irish folk song version. Uh, popularized by the Highwaymen, who recorded on the 1962 album Encore, Irish rock band Thin Lizzy. Oh. Hit the refresh. Uh, oh, sorry refresh hit the irish and british pop charts with the song in 1973 in 1990 the dub the dubliners re-recorded the song with the pogues with a faster rocky version charting at number 63 in the uk then metallica and then brian adams brian adams did it mm-hmm. hmm what did slade do i don't know they didn't do shit Oh, they did come on feel a noise. <laughs> so far away from being anything to do with well <laughs> whiskey in the jar. No, you've got two heavy covers of songs that are like not as heavy originally. Come on, feel the noise is a heavy song. What are you talking about? The original about? version? Yes. Okay, well, it's also in the seventies. Uh, so you think I got a funny face? What makes me bunny? It's like hair metal. That's the, um, that's the, uh, uh, not the Slade version though. No. You're talking about the, uh. Oh, Slade did it originally? Yes. They did oh, the original. Okay. That's what I'm saying. That's why I got oh, confused. gotcha. Because I knew they did an earlier version of a big cover that maybe some people don't think is a cover. Anyway, I'm sorry. I got us off track here. Good luck editing this. Yeah. Nabil, uh, Nabil. Uh, says, uh, thank you and keep doing what you guys are doing. It's great. 
Thank you, Nabil. Yes. We will. Oh, you know, I was thinking about throwing it in. Thinking about this going to be my last episode. Figured 225 is a good episode to go out on. But because you want us to keep going, <laughs> because you asked nicely, I'm going to go for another 225 at least. Honestly, same. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Nabil. All right, let's rate this question. I'll read it one more time here. Uh, Metallica has had 17 songs that have made it onto the Billboard Hot 100, but strangely, only one song has broken into the top 10. This song peaked at the 10th spot on the 8th of June, 1996. Can you name that song? Well, I can tell right now you're going to have some issues with the way the song is, or the question's worded. It's a little bit long, I think. It's a little long. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of starts and stops. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it an A. I think with a little rewording, and I wouldn't be surprised if you had a little reworded version sitting there, right there, waiting for me. But I think if you like took out the "Can you name that song?" and you just did something like Metallica's had twenty eight, you know, songs in the time, but you know, surprisingly, has only had. Uh, you know, but surprisingly, the only song that is, you know, hit the top 10, um, in 1996 was what, you know, something like that. I would even take out, I mean, the word here is strangely. And, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you know, there's that stranger things connection. Mm. This is a word I would actually take out because I think it's a misdirection a little bit given the mm. uh, the prevalence of it mm. um people might just write down master puppets not realizing that's an 80s metallica song but mm. like thinking oh so strangely so that word is uh that's a little tricky in there i would i would take that out and yeah like you said mark i think just kind of like condensing this into like a, a standard question uh you could keep all the details um, I would even take out surprisingly. I mean, that's just like an opinion, you know, like some people think that they've been rated accurately. Maybe they only do deserve one top 10 hit. I don't know. You know, I mean, it's it depends on how much you care about charts in the first place. I don't know if a lot of like Metallica fans are like, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty surprised. Yeah. Like, you know, I was a matter of fact, when he was, when you were reading the question, I thought it was going to be nothing else matters. And it wasn't until you mentioned 1996. Mm. I mean, you, you, you know, whether what, regardless of what you think of Metallica, you know, you've heard a number of fucking Metallica songs, especially from the black album. That album had three or four hits you know, in and of itself with, you know, wherever I may roam Enter Sandman mm-hmm. wasn't in the top 10. Um, nothing else matters. Everyone knows that fucking song. Um, you know, you got to uh, think about what was on the billboard hot 100 at the time though. Like that was considered kind of fringe music in those days. It was not, you know, you're going up against like George Michael, you know, and like Cindy Lauper and Madonna, Billy Idol is like the edgiest thing you got on the Billboard Hot 100, basically. And by '96, Metallica's cut their hair; they're safe, you know, so they're they're good to go on the Billboard Hot 100. And I think that's that's why, to me, it's it's like um, not as surprising, I guess, that they didn't have those those big hits because they it took them a while to like kind of go mainstream and get onto those charts. When you and I were youthful and listening to the radio a lot, we were listening to like alternative rock stations and classic rock stations mostly. But if you were to flip the dial over to like the pop stations, 
that we had in town, they weren't really playing Metallica until 96, 97. And that, you know, I don't know, man. I mean, there's like bands like Nirvana, who I think would have been seen just as, you know, outer, but that had huge hits. I mean, there was loads of heavy music and things like that. I mean, you know, I guess one way or another, you know, we're kind of arguing semantics. I, your, I, your audience will not care if you say surprising, but they might care if you say strangely. Yeah, and I and I do like where your head is at with that. I I don't necessarily knock Nabil for having either question or either word in there, aside from the fact that it makes the question a little bit longer. And sometimes when you use these qualifiers and quantifiers and adjectives and stuff. You just end up making the question longer for no reason. Um, you know, you could just say had 20 whatever uh, you know, hits. Huh? 17. 17. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I keep saying 20. 17 songs in the top 100. That's surprising. But only it? one in the top 10. Yep. Et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Here's it. Yeah. My, my simplified version of this, which of Metallica's 17 billboard hot 100 charting hits became the only to crack the top 10 doing so on June 8th, 1996. That's good. Thank you. So yeah, I'll, I will give this a PIB. I'll give this a capital P, uh, you know, it's music, uh, capital I, it is interesting. You know, I, I don't know if I would say strangely or surprising in the question, but I do think it's interesting. And uh, I will give this a. Did I say pib? I don't know if there's a hint in here, really. In 1996. I, mean, totally I guess that's hint. it. A lower. I'll give it a lowercase b. That was a huge help to me. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a lowercase b, but it, you're right. It is a hint. Um, so I'll give this a pib, and uh, I think it needs yeah some condensing. So um, not even a lowercase s, huh? The, the strangely word, and there's just so much here. There's one, two, three. The original version has four punctuation marks in it. That is uh, quite a bit. Take notes at home. You know, I think uh, if you got over three, it's going to be tough to get that S All right. from me. But thank you, Nabil. I do uh, I do like the, uh, the material here in the question, and... Uh, you know, if I was at a trivia night and this you you asked this question on the microphone, I, I don't think I would be that like perturbed about it. But you know, just trying to optimize the question here. And if you have a question you'd like us to take a look at, if you'd like to write us with a rate my question. Or rate us with a write my question. You can do so at no nonsense trivia gmail.com or call us at one nine two nine three five six six nine six six sixty nine. Is sixty nine an overrated sex position? Let us know what you think. I remember <laughs> making a post about this once, and you vehemently disagreed with me. Yeah, I don't think it's overrated. It's it's perfectly rated. It's uh, heralded. Yeah, it's and uh, as I think it should be. Yeah, and I disagree. Let us know. Call in, please. Yeah, uh, for call that, in. For that specifically, Let call us know in. what you think yeah. uh, of the 69 sexual position. It is uh, laughed about, uh, and it is definitely in the upper echelon of, um, you know, childish humor. Um, but does it deserve uh, that much, uh, you know, gusto? I think it represents all the beauty in the universe. <laughs> Give me your last question, you motherfucker. <laughs> Italian wine is my final category <laughs> okay. for you. What, Thank God. What Tuscan wine is historically associated with a squat bottle enclosed in a straw basket that is called a fiasco? 
No idea. You never seen this at the grocery store? No. Little straw basket wine. Nope. <laughs> never seen that? No. Rose. No. Rose? Really? What's I have no idea about wine. A Chianti. Oh. Yes. Known famously for their fiasco, a uh a squat bottle enclosed in a straw basket. I guess the straw basket is called the fiasco. You could alternately say what is the term for uh, the straw basket around a Chianti that, uh, you know, is a word that means some kind <clears throat> of uh, kerfuffle or I don't know what a fiasco is. A problem? What is a fiasco? A fiasco is like a, a bunch of crazy shit going on. Yeah. Like this is, oh my bedlam. God. It's a fia- yeah, bedlam. Yes. Mm-hmm. Would be a good uh, would be a good word for it. All right, here's your last question from me. What card game commonly played in Australia, Canada, New Zealand, Great Britain, and the United States is responsible for introducing the Joker into the modern deck of cards? Hmm. What card game commonly played in Australia? Canada, New Zealand, Great Britain, and the United States is responsible for introducing the Joker into the modern deck of cards. War. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I haven't thought about the card game of war in a long time. You played war as a child, right, Mark? I did. In war, does the Joker usurp all? Is it like the it beats an ace? I can't answer that. You don't remember the rules? Well, I can't of war? answer that. You can't? No, I can't answer questions about what it, whether or not the Joker card is used in war. Oh, okay. I didn't think that that could possibly be the answer, but now I'm thinking that maybe that that could be in the running. Um, I just remember being a kid and playing war and the Joker card. There was actually some controversy around it. Like it would show up and be revealed in the middle of the game. And you know, somebody might be like, Oh my gosh, I thought you're supposed to take the jokers out. Oh no, we can't play with the jokers. That's not fair. It was a fiasco. Hey, there we are. That's what you did there. Bye, <laughs> Um, so maybe it's war is war even a real game. I don't even believe that that's like <laughs> a real game. Is war even real? It's like the checkers of card games, you know, nobody respects it. Damn. But could it be <laughs> responsible for putting the Joker in? That seems silly. All right. Uh, Blackjack, poker, rummy. Hearts. Spades. Spider solitaire. Uh, uh I, I don't know. Um, Let's see here. I want to say like, I want to say rummy, but 
you need to collect books and rummy. There's two jokers. Do you use those? It's been so long since I've played any of these games. You like card games? I do. I wish I, I wish I played more. I mean, I've played poker most recently with you years ago. Play again. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, been trying to get into more, you know, like uh, tabletop games. We played Catan this weekend, mm. which I haven't played in a while. Played some Munchkin. That's a game that uh, that we used to play late in the evening in our youth at IHOP. You would bring your like 600 card Munchkin deck. Still have it. We'd eat bacon and play uh, Munchkin. Mix all the cards together. Oh, Six or seven times. people around the table. Life was so easy. The coffee was flowing. The Joker. The Joker card. What game introduced the Joker? It's been played all over the world. What else is there? There's Canasta. Euchre. Can I hear the question one more time? Ab- I'm just savoring this Absolutely. bad boy, this question. <laughs> what card th- game commonly played in Australia, Canada, New Zealand, Great Britain, and the United States is responsible for introducing the Joker into the modern deck of cards? Maybe it's Pinochle. That's a wild sounding game. I don't know how you play it, but I'm trying to think of like Canadian card games that are also played in the U.S., Poker and blackjack, they they seem so American. They don't seem like international games. Um, I'll say Pinochle. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Mm. You did mention it. You breezed right by it. Yeah. The correct answer is Euchre. Oh, okay. Euchre. Wow. Indeed. Wow, indeed, my friend. Never Have I played Euchre? I don't think I've played it. Mm. Maybe as a child... I've never played it. Like, I, you know, a family member tried to teach me how to play Euchre. Tried and failed. You were like, fuck this. Yeah. I Is that a partner war. game? Yes. Yeah, you play like your partner's sitting across from you? I believe so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. What cool. a good time, you and I me. I had no idea the Joker was introduced uh, for Euchre first. Boom. All right. Now you do. Always a pleasure, Mark. Oh, pleasure's all mine, buddy. 225 in the can. <laughs> Can you believe it? Thanks for listening, everyone. Please join us every Friday morning for a new episode by subscribing to No Nonsense Trivia Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can support the no-no in several ways. The easiest by sharing this episode on your social media accounts with your friends. You can also leave us a written review on your favorite podcast platform. And you can support the podcast on Patreon by visiting our website. In doing so, you don't have to wait till Friday morning to get the podcast. You can get that thing on Wednesday morning. So go ahead and do that. Go to our website, thenodo.com. Click the support link at the top, which will take you to our Patreon page. Thank you to our Patreon supporters for helping us out with the show, including a big thanks to our quiz daddies, Blake, a.k.a. Motor Liquor, Brandon Long, Adam Volk at Esma and Redcrest Kitchen, Tim with Pat's Garden Service, Tommy and Gil. It's Gil. Our team captains Matt, Mo, Rick G, Skyler, Kristen, 
Fletcher, Lydia, OG Aaron, and DHX3. Thanks to our proverbial light keepers, Sam, Caitlin, Mike, K, Adam, Cole, Frank, Trent, Grant, Rob, Captain Nick Williams, Kate, Rachel, Moo, Tim Gomez, aka Mappy1984, Lucas, Carly, Sarah, Cooper, Hank, Matthew, Spencer, Lisa, Ryan, Adam, John Lewis, Nabil, Ricky F, Justin P, Justin Pasta Rasta, and Justin M. Justin Metallica, dude. And thanks to our Rumble Snailskin, Seth, Littlest of Lambs, Cameron, A- Aunt Kiki, Clay, Ian, Andrea, Aleo, Tim, Binsky, Nathan, Issa, Cy, Kara, Megan, Christopher, Brandon, Ed, Dylan, Sarah, Fox and Five, Laurel, Aaron, H-Bomb, Lauren, MJ, Steven, Kenya, Dallas at all my favorite things from the screen, Allison, Paige, Kevin, Sarah, Alex, and Mike J. If you'd like to write us with a rate my question. Or rate us with a write my question. Or a miscorrection or even just a little no note, no nonsense trivia at gmail.com is our email address. Or you can give us a call. 1-929-356-6966. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at No Nonsense Trivia. And on Twitter at No Non Trivia. Say you live far away from Florida. Say you live far away from Fort Myers and Cape Coral. Uh-huh. Say that you want to get to know Lee and I a little bit. Yeah. Well, if you'd like to hang out with us throughout the week, the best place to do that is generally Discord. We have a Discord channel you can join. Just check the show notes for that information and come by and say hi. We also have a Facebook group. It's true. The link for that is in the show notes as well. I am on Facebook a little bit more than I'm on Discord. So, you know, I tend to peek in there every once in a while. Uh, you can also just go on Facebook and search for No Nonsense Trivia Podcast and join us there. But most importantly, over all this other stuff, ladies and germs, yeah. finally, don't forget to leave us a rating on your favorite podcast service. Five, Five stars, stars only, please. please. Until next time, No Nonsense listeners, have a great week. When you say ladies and germs, that includes Pat Smear, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> First and foremost.